Gray Drake, is that you? Sure is. Hey, how's my body? Oh, man, I'm doing good. This is a, a anytime there's a scary movie in theaters, I'm doing good. Oh, yeah, good. And it's not just any scary movie. Because you and Slim love one. them. I do love them. Mm-hmm. Especially in October. You know, every night of the week in October, I might watch Horror two night. of them a night. Horror yeah, Horror, Horror Month. But there are some that are better than others. And uh, the new Evil Dead. Uh, Eve, what's it called? Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise. This is what I was excited to talk to you about last week because I feel like that last one, I guess, was it the last two? There's been two in the last 10 years, right? Or am I confusing? No, Just it the was one. 10 years ago that the last one came out. Yeah, that was 10 years ago? Yeah. Well, I loved that movie. I know that, and I've seen it at least a few times by now. I really, really liked that movie a lot. Well, you're going to be pleased with this one. Okay. I like to hear it's that. Very, it's very different in the respect that they've got a new setting. So it makes it feel as fresh as it's ever going to feel because these are all about the exact same thing. You know, it's like there's a book of the dead. Somebody's dumb enough to read it or listen to someone reading it. And then, boom, demons are everywhere and they're eating your face. Yeah. Hey, great. Is this uh, um, is it Sam Raimi? Is he coming back and doing it now? So he's he's only producing these. He's not directing them anymore. Okay, But thankfully, um, the last one and this one, ha- they got really talented directors. And um, Fede Alvarez is the name of the guy who did the last one. And he's gone on to do really cool movies ever since. Like, this is exactly the, the break that he needed. Um, and it's the same with this guy. I, I didn't know anything about this director. And his filmography is totally unfamiliar to me. But, I mean, I think he kind of... He killed it, if you'll pardon the phrase. <laughs> right. You know, there's. A, I have a, a quick story because these movies um, I have a connection to. And uh, so... It, these, you have the, a book that's made entirely of skin in your house? <laughs> yes, no, well, does. no. But um, Sam Raimi uh, is from Michigan, where I'm from. He was, yes. he was at Eastern Michigan when he made that first movie. Uh and he was making that movie uh, with Bruce Campbell and everybody else. He needed someone to do the film score. He hired a guy named Joe LaDuca to do the film score, who was in a jazz band and did all these other things. Anyways, fast forward all this these years. This is the original he's, Evil the original Dead. Original that was like first their college one. thesis. They had, like, right. They, like, uh, like, there was pictures of the car that was there and mm-hmm. all these things when they made it. Uh, fast forward 20 years, the best man at my wedding now works for Joe LaDuca, and they do music for movies together. I wonder if that's what ah, I knew he did scores. Right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You know, uh, Sam Raimi making those movies, it was a wild time. And if anybody is interested in Bruce Campbell's take on it, uh, his memoir is incredible. And they had nothing making those movies, and yet here we are with the release of the fifth one in the series, and they they totally live on. I mean, just like the demons in the movie, it won't die. <laughs> right. And all those guys, because of that movie that they made in college at Eastern Michigan, if you think about it, like, I just looked up the guy that my buddy works for, and, you know, he did the mu- music for Chucky, uh, oh. Bad Samaritan, Cult of Chucky, Disjointed, Ash vs. Evil, Pay the Ghost, The Librarian. Oh, like, Ash vs. Evil, just, he's goes still doing on, it. goes yeah. on and on and on. He's still doing it. You know, like, he, awesome. he, so, you know, he happens to be playing in a bar 
and Sam Raimi walks in, and boom, your your career all of a sudden is making music for horror flicks. Doesn't Matthew That's McConaughey cool. have a story kind of like that? Didn't his friend I, get I him feel, a gig? I feel like Matthew the the lore around Matthew McConaughey is that he was like in, in the a, bar, in a bar, yeah, a hotel in Austin and somebody came up to him and was like, Hey, you should be in a movie. And he was like, all right, all right, all right. And they're like, we right. love it. And wasn't it actually his girlfriend or friend who, who came up and said, you should be in a movie. Cause they knew the producers would be there. Is that, that's the part of the story. That's the way I heard it told. It's like, Oh, you're good looking. You should be in a movie. And then that these, maybe, maybe that's wrong too. I should have just gone with your version because my memory's not so good, but, well, what lo- but you know what? At the end of the day, what I do know is that Matthew McConaughey was arrested one time in Austin for being naked playing the bongos yeah, in somebody's true. front yard. He yeah. was going to be a so star. Like, yeah, one way or yeah, another. Yeah, you know, we love him. Just please don't elect him to public office. He hasn't proven yeah. himself yet in that way. Uh, but uh, He could run for governor of Texas. I'd, I'd be fine with that. Well, See I mean, what happens. That's a low bar. That's <laughs> right. a low bar. See what happens, <laughs> right? But I get what really Lazo said. The whole college, the idea of like being in college and maybe you're not even maybe film isn't necessarily what you're focusing on and then you've got some friends and some of them are going to film school or they're doing cinematography something right and like hey do you want to help and next thing you know i mean like i think wes anderson's friends all those uh, owen wilson and those guys i feel like that was kind of a college thing you know they do right. what was that movie bottle rocket or whatever bottle rocket and then it's like yeah, hey man. you're a big star now and we'll just keep doing movies and you guys can go be actors and that's like oh, right that's pretty good yeah, I don't actually know their history together, but I do know that they were very young when they all made that movie together. And it was this like indie fun project that was probably a nightmare to actually make. Yeah. But now they're, you know, they have all benefited from it. And I think that's really cool. I love knowing people who are also like that. Um, and I hope that all of them have the cool experience right. of having a project that was truly a labor of love turn into something that's making them money for decades well i know part of their claim to fame my buddy who works for him now but didn't work on either the first evil dead movie obviously but um is jack black and high fidelity when they ask him about uh the greatest horror movie of all time and he's like evil dead and the soundtrack kicks ass and Uh, they said they're watching like yes yes our soundtrack jack black thinks our soundtrack kicks ass yes (laughs) amazing that's pretty uh so in this one You've got, uh, it's set in the city, so it's no longer in the woods. And you've got a sister who's a roadie for a band. She comes home to L.A. to reconnect with her sister and her nieces and nephews. And wouldn't you know, there's an earthquake that reveals one of the books of the Mm. dead. Uh, Some, you know, they play an album, uh, a recording of someone that is, you know, a priest that was reading it. And then all of a sudden... Like everything just, everything just becomes horrible. Right. <laughs> Horribly entertaining. In the, in the usual, in the, in the usual Evil Dead way. So, um, these movies are scary. Yeah, and usually I, they know, have like a bit of levity to them too that that works. I feel like a lot of scary movies try that. Of course, Scream did it amazingly right. well in the nineties. But and you know, Gray, what I'm confusing is the he did Drag Me to Hell in two thousand nine. Then they did that Evil Dead movie in two thousand twelve. I always think of those as. You know, I can't. I forget which is which, but I mean, they're they're consistently good. Is the point? Yeah. Even, apparently, yeah. even with a new director, they're consistently good. Sam Raimi's always awesome. I I don't know how involved he is in things from day to day. Um, like he just produced this movie. Was he directly involved in some way? I'm not sure, but I know that he puts his name on stuff 
And nine times out of ten, you're right. It turns out good. Yeah. So we've, you know, I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. He's always been very kind to me in interviews with my nerdy self. And uh, I, I'm, I was definitely like riveted to this movie. I felt like I feel like they keep ratcheting up the gore and the intensity. Now I didn't find it that scary. Okay. It, there weren't a lot of like jump scares. It wasn't a lot of that because you kind of know the, know what's going on. But it it was so shockingly violent that I mean I was like watching most of it through my fingers. Okay, um, you will find it very satisfying in that way. Okay, and have you always liked scary movies? Like when you were a kid, or yeah, I definitely liked them more when I was younger. My taste for them is changing as I get older, uh, but I I do like scary movies. I just like feeling. I think you know Instagram like the self-help section of Instagram tells me that part of the reason I love scary movies is because it helps me be anxious in an environment I feel like I can control. Yeah, controlled, oh, that's interesting. controlled anxiety. And that fear is one of our most primal emotions, right? I hear that all the time when they talk about scary movies. Like, Because there are people who say, I don't want to feel scared. I don't want to be scared. And I, I, I get that. That makes sense. I don't know why I want to be scared and anymore as an adult. My I oldest son, I can't get, get him scared. to watch him. Yeah, I've got friends. And then, like, like he's like, and then he he even thinks it's odd that me and his younger brother would watch them. I'm not a big, you know, but if there's something yeah, you're not that everybody's got to see, then I'll be like, okay, everybody's talking about this, but I I just don't search them out. Right, but you're not against them anyway. You're not no, like, oh, too it doesn't scary. Freak me out, and right. saying you know, like it came out or whatever, you know. Yeah. Although it's like, all right, we got to watch these. But uh, my oldest is like, yeah, no, I'm going upstairs. I'm, why would you guys want to make yourself feel bad? Yep, and he'll I'm probably like, oh, always that be that sense. way. He's like, yeah, no, I don't really want to watch it. He's old enough now that that's probably how he'll yeah. And when he hand. said it to me, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not sure why I do. But I do. I don't know. Maybe just to know I'm alive. Yep. Uh, my my husband doesn't really like him either. He'll go with me for moral support. And I definitely dragged him to this one mm -hmm. because I, I was like, I'm not seeing this by myself. I need. I also need to like verb. I'm one of those people in the theater. Like I yell at the movie a lot. And I, I need to verbalize my uh, just utter disdain <laughs> for these dumbasses right. in the film. Um, I like that in this film, I don't think they were making a ton of bad choices. There's the, with, That does with get these, old. With these particular demons, there's not a lot of ways it can go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so um, they, they I'll tell you that what, what makes this one memorable it being the fifth movie in the series that I'm well acquainted with is that the performances are totally committed and over the top. Um, there's some shocking use of household cooking items okay. uh, by the demons. It, it is really like you are like, what? And screaming. Um, and it's a hopeless situation that you genuinely are wondering how are they going to get out of this? Well, let me ask you a question so, on the business side of it. Do you think, like, has this franchise and this movie been around long enough, and the people who remember it originally, that it, you know, it scared the hell out of them when they were kids, right? Uh, is this going to make a ton of money? Because people are like, yeah, this is like, it's the, the people who would go to the movies now are probably of that age, right? I think, so it is not going to make, uh, enough money to be number one. Uh, Mario actually is doing such insane business 
that the analysts are predicting it will be number one for the third week in a row. So me, in my opinion, couldn't be less rare (laughs) about about Super Mario. Um, But here's here's what the Hollywood bean counters usually do with movies like this. They can figure out about how much money these are going to pull in. And then that's how they determine the budget. Right, they they're super say, cheap. This one says it's fifteen million, which is that sounds like a cheap movie, but that means it's probably a pretty big budget horror movie. Because for a horror movie, fifteen million is a lot. For any other movie, that's nothing. So what what that means is when they say fifteen million, they don't actually make many movies these days for fifteen million. That's kind of an unusual amount. It's usually either zero money and it's an indie, or, or a million and it's an indie, or it's a hundred million plus and it's a superhero movie. Right. So. 15 million means that you hire people, none of whom are famous, none of which are famous. Um, you can afford them. And then you spend, you get a, now the location, this movie takes place all in one, one place. So it was cheap to shoot. You just build a set or you pick a location and you're just in that same place and you destroy it. Right. <laughs> and then the majority of the money goes to effects and, I will tell you that in this film, it is money well spent. Okay, There's great. things in this movie that I saw, I, I will never forget. And they did a great job. Um, they also do it overseas, by the way. Um, they work with places in New Zealand uh, and Ireland, to make, and in particular to take, make this movie. When they made the last one, uh, I went to that set for the last Evil Dead movie, and it was in Auckland, New Zealand. Okay. And they had set up, they had made the set, every single thing that they made was a set uh, in the film. And it was in an old Amway building. Hmm. Amway, so the products was, that can yeah. help make you a successful business person? <laughs> hmm, <interesting. laughs> totally. Okay. It was an old warehouse, a huge warehouse. So there were part offices that were literally abandoned. And then a huge warehouse, and they built the set for the movie. It was so trippy because it was like you walk in, and you're almost like looking for a place where you take your time card to clock in. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Weird. What is this? This is like my office I walk into. And then you take 10 steps, and all of a sudden you're in the basement of an Evil Dead movie where there's syringes everywhere and dead cats swinging from the ceiling. (laughs) That's, That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. I wonder, yeah. and you, you may not know this, but just when you said it, do they do? Do they pick a location like Auckland? Is that is it uh, cheaper workers? Like some sort of union thing you don't have to pay? Is there any reason yeah. for that? Usually, so it's a combination of things depending. Sometimes they pick the location because they really genuinely need that specific location. Right. Um, other times they have a huge tax credit. Okay. that they get from the government to shoot there. Um, other times, it's just it's just cost, period, that helps you work there. And so with $15 million, that's not that much money. So right. they were like, yeah, we got it. We, I, I would bet you, almost bet you, that they went back to that same Amway building. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Okay. So, and I'm just, you know, as you were talking about, I was scrolling through and just kind of looking at the headlines of some reviews, but it looks like people like it. You're not the only one. Yeah. It looks like people really like it, and 
guess it'll probably make a bunch of money. I actually read something that I also thought was interesting well, about you know, a you had guys who started that franchise who have gone, like you, we said, have gone on and done a, 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 done a, yeah. a ton of other things, but still consider that their, their, their baby. I don't think that, is, even when you say Sam Raimi, you know, it probably isn't hands-on, I don't think he's going to let anything go out that he's not like, this is cool. Yeah, I, I agree right. with you. Yeah. I think he's probably well, is keeping a close eye. Right. Yep. And the good news, the good news is, is that when they, when studios hand this franchise over to a director, they are generally huge nerds for it already. Right. And they wouldn't want to do anything to. Well, you're right. That makes you know, sense. Yep. To like, to like, you know, darken the name of the franchise right. they love so much. So. Um, I don't think it's going to make a ton of money in number one. However, because we have an idea of what that budget is, you know that internationally plus when it starts streaming and you know goes online, it's definitely going to make it back and make it a profitable film. Yeah, cool. And I this thing I was reading said that that women they you know they do these test audiences for these scary or scary uh, movies. And this was a fairly recent one, uh, one that I saw streaming on Peacock. But uh, when I was reading the Wikipedia page about it, it said that when they do these test audiences, they started to discover that scary movies have become more and more popular with uh, girls to the point where some of the th- these movies that have come out, they've actually found their audience is majority uh, woman. Now, maybe only slightly, but right. still that that's a big change. It used to be a big date movie thing, and so they did okay because they were mm-hmm. date movies. But that girls are really getting into hmm. scary movies now, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, you know what? It's because it's uh, scary movies are way less terrifying than what we endure in real life. No, you're That's right. So you got to be pretty scary nowadays. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. Well, great. Thank you for calling. I know you're busy tomorrow, so we appreciate you calling a day early. And I don't know what's coming out next week, but if you're around, we'll get We'd to talk, to, about talk it. to you. Perfect. It's a date. All okay. Right, thanks. Bye. No matter how busy you ever got, you always found time for me. I can't believe I'm never going to speak to you again. I found it. Don't let it take my babies. The Church of Laszlo.